Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In our Moving Forward series, we will share how Jesus has helped us move forward through challenging circumstances. Have you ever asked, how do I make progress and move forward in the midst of grief, the loss of a job, having an empty nest, or just not feeling close to the Lord? Moving Forward will encourage you to press on by using the Word of God as your source of strength. Listen in as our team explores these topics and much more each month as we move forward together. I am here with the Finding the More family, and we want to just spend some time speaking about our segment two, Moving Forward. Uh, before we do that, we thought it would be a little fun to get to know the team a little bit better, so I've prepared some questions <laughs> to kind of ask the team. Um, so Pam, we're going to start with you. What's your favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible verse is Luke 1, 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Awesome. All right, Jamie, what about you? Uh, mine is Psalms 19, 14, and it says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, God. Mm-hmm. All right, Julie? Um, my favorite one, though I have many, I would think my favorite one would be Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 that says, um, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Mine is Joshua 1, 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, with ever, so ever thou go. Awesome. All right. So, Pam, least favorite food? <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that I like almost everything. So, my <laughs> least favorite food would probably be liver. I don't, I don't do liver. Mm-hmm. I can second that. Hmm. Jamie? I don't know, because I like to eat. <laughs> um, I'd probably have to say, like, Brussels sprouts, which I eat those, but... They're not, I don't make them very often. I'm not eating liver or Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Julie? Probably my least favorite is avocado. I'm not like avocado. Oh, no. Just send those good stories. Yeah, I'll send I'll give them to you. All right, Cindy? I don't like any of those. <laughs> <laughs> or anything with ranch. Ranch oh, is no. my absolute. Oh, you and my husband. Oh, yeah, I'm a minority in that, but I do not like ranch. Oh, he will be happy to know that you are the sixth. Yes. And lemon. She won't do lemon. She doesn't like the smell of lemon. Mm -hmm. All right. Dogs or cats? Pam? Dogs. Jamie? Dogs. Billy? Yes. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm a both. Both? All right. All right. Last question. Would you rather live at the beach or the mountains? Yes. Uh, I want to do the beach until I get a little older. Don't want to lay on the, on the beach anymore. Then I'm going to go to the mountains. Okay. I'm beach. Beach? Mm-hmm. If I have to choose one like to live forever there, it would be mountains. Mm-hmm. Beach. beach. All, right. All right. What about you? Yeah. Mountains. All day long. Dog cat. Dog. Least favorite thing? Fanny's. I know that's not a food, but it's my least favorite thing. Condiment. Um, favorite Bible verse so it's um, Isaiah 42 2 going through deep waters Mm -hmm. that he will be with you Mm -hmm. my absolute favorite um, 
first of all time. So, all right. So I thought that would be fun just to share with the people so they can get to know us um, and some of the things about us. So today we're going to talk about a fall from grace. Um, we're going to share with you our experiences of when we walked away from God, either intentionally or not intentionally, or maybe just changing our relationship with God. So um, that walk for you could be very different, just as it is with us. Um, and we're going to spend some time kind of talking about that. But before I do, I want to kind of open us up in prayer um, for today's segment. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray right now that you would just be with us as we share everything that you have done for us to show us the grace and mercy, you know, even when we walk away, Lord, that you are still there waiting for us just to come back home to you, Lord. And I'm just so thankful, you know, for these ladies to be willing to share their hearts, Lord, the stories that it brings. And Lord, just so thankful that you were there waiting for all of us. Lord, we just pray that you be with us through this segment, that we can just share more of you with everyone that's watching. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, so I'm going to start kind of my journey. Um, and it's funny, um, the, I guess I'm going to title it The Long Way Home. <laughs> um, you know, recently on vacation, I bought, I bought a sticker that said The Long Way Home. Um, just really trying to take the scenic view in life, and sometimes it's longer. Um, and the more I thought about that, that really describes my walk with God. And this morning, as I sat down to calculate how long that walk was, it was 19 years. 19 years that I walked away from him. You know, I was raised in church. Um, my grandmother took me to church. My mom and dad didn't go to church, but my dad always said, do as I say, not as I do. So he always made me go. Um, you know, and I really had a strong foundation, you know, with my grandma. And even when we moved, you know, I got grounded in a really good youth group that kind of took me through middle school and high school. So I felt I had a really strong foundation. And then I went to college when nobody's there kind of making you go and, you know, really just walked away from God. It's not that I didn't believe in him, that I didn't call upon him at times, or I didn't go to church on Easter. You know, I, I kind of did those things, but I did not have kind of that relationship with him. You know, and a lot of things occurred in my life looking back now that would have probably been a lot easier to walk through. You know, Amen. walking through a divorce, walking through the loss of my dad without God. You know, and that wasn't God's choosing, that was mine. Like, he was there waiting. I just didn't call up on him. And I think, you know, really that changed for me in 2015 when I lost my mom. Like, it, it rattled me, it shook me to the core. Because I think for me, losing both my mom and dad, I felt as an orphan. You know, it's hard to say, I don't have a home to go home to anymore. Like there's nobody there that, that cares. And yes, I have family and I have a husband, but there's, there's no home to go mm-hmm. home to. And you know, that really, I knew I needed something deeper, something to give me peace. And you know, for me, I called out to him. And I was like, he's like, all right, finally. Like, I've been waiting here 19 <laughs> years. Um, you know, and he was there. And I think for me, that, that long way home, you know, even though you take that long route, at the end of the day, when you, when you come home, it's still there. And the same was with him. As immediately as I called out, you know, he was there. 
um, and to look on the difference of losing my dad without God and losing my mom with God to say it, it was a so much better experience you know um, it's very hard but he gave me unspeakable peace mm-hmm. like when people lose you know a parent like that's the part that's near and dear to me when somebody loses a parent mm-hmm. to say turn to God I can't tell you how he's gonna give you that peace but I know he will give you that peace you know and, and for me as, as I look at my journey of the long way home the verse that really stood out to me was in Psalms 86.5 and it says for you Lord are good and ready to forgive even after 19 years and abundant in mercy I need a lot of mercy to all those who call upon you that's all that he requires is regardless of like how long you know we've been on that journey of walking away from him he's there we just have to say you know, Lord, I need you. Like, I can't get through this, you know, without you in that. So, for me, that was kind of my walk away. And, you know, as I looked at it this morning, I was like, is it really 19 years? Like, you know, kind of bad at math, so I did it a couple times. <laughs> the answer was still the same. Mm-hmm. Like, 19 years, you know. And I think to myself, like, how much more I could have in my life if I'd been with him this whole 19. And I think... He still uses that experience, you know, even if, if we've walked away, mm-hmm. you know, for us to be really thankful that he, he's there when we come back home. So, mm-hmm. so that was my story. So, Jamie, do you have something that you would like to share? I do. Um, mine's similar as far as childhood. I grew up in church as well. Um, not with my grandparents taking me, but with my mom taking me and my sister. And um, my father did not go when we were little. Um, thank the Lord he goes now. But my mom took my sister and I, every time the doors were open, we were very uh, committed to the church and very involved in different ministries and the children's activities and things that went on. Um, About 17 or 18 years old, she gave me the option to stay or to go. And I left. I did not go to church. I got in the world and I was uh, running with friends and thought I was having a good old time. Um, But... I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of and um, just things I regret deeply. Um, about 10 years after that, I got married and I felt like uh, God was telling me there there can be something great with your marriage if you'll just let me in. Mm-hmm. And so I started going back to the church where I grew up and then uh, one Sunday my mom was at the altar praying and I had no intentions of being saved that day. And so this is where I truly believe when they say it's on God's timing. It's God's timing. It's not your own. Absolutely. Because, you know, I thought I was just going to go to church and see it and be with Mama. And then I'd leave and go back and do my own thing that I was used to doing. Um, but I felt compelled to go down there and just pray beside her and be a support uh, system for her. But I took a detour <laughs> towards the pastor. And before I knew it, I was crying. And I just felt... You know, the Holy Spirit come over me, and, and God was telling me it was it's my time. Mm-hmm. And so he saved me right there, and I'm grateful to this day because I didn't deserve it, not any bit of it. But mm-hmm. um, now I can say that my husband and I are in church, and we're very active, and um, I wouldn't trade it for anything mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through scriptures, uh, I found several that have reminded me of uh, what the Lord's done for me. So I want to share, there's three of them. Uh, the first one is 
Psalm 107, verse 2, and it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And I just wrote a note on the side that said uh, that those saved should be telling their story and share the goodness of the Lord. And I think that God takes us through things in our life so that we will share it with other people. Um, I think it takes time and it takes courage and uh, God will get us there eventually to be willing to share. But that was one. And then uh, the second one is limitations uh, four, excuse me, 358. And it says, O Lord, thou hast pleaded the the causes of my soul and thou hast the, excuse me, thou hast redeemed my life. And there's a song that we've sang with the praise team at my church before. It's called Not Guilty. And it's the best song because it talks about basically, you know, Jesus paid the, the price for us. We're not guilty in, in God's sight because he paid it for us. And so that uh, reminded me that my past is gone because Jesus, you know, covered me in his blood. And then the last one I have that I want to share is uh, Colossians 1, 13 and 14. And it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. So all of your sins are forgiven. Not just some, not just those that you think are small enough to be forgiven, but all of them are forgiven. And we're redeemed to the kingdom. Yeah. And I think that's the piece where you feel like, you know, after 19 years, like, how can he forgive me mm-hmm. of those sins? And mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's all of those sins, whether it's one year, one day, yeah. 19 years. Right. You know, he, he does that right. you know, for us. So, yeah, very thankful. But I will say, <laughs> the devil's going to tell you otherwise. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. He is really going to come. And let you know that uh, he's not going to forgive you of that. That was that was really bad. And I too started out in church, accepted the Lord, and and right when probably I needed him the most when I went into those informative years, uh, they were I was not following him and made a lot of mistakes. But when I came back to him in '97, it was really really hard. To accept that forgiveness mm-hmm. and and let it go, even though everything I read, everything I heard of the Lord told me otherwise, it was that guilt. Mm-hmm. I was condemning myself, and that was so hard to let go of. Mm-hmm. And it was through His love, mm-hmm. that love that understanding of his love, how much he loved me, and you go to the cross. Mm-hmm. He paid it all. And before he went to the cross, he went to the whipping post. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to go quickly to the cross. But that whipping post, oh my goodness, what he endured at that. I mean, it. we learned that men have died at the whipping post and never even made it to the cross. He could have died there, but he endured. And that's where my healing comes from, by the way. So I claim that. But when I started really just seeing the love that he had, he left heaven. That, that was amazing to begin with, that he chose to leave heaven 
and come as a child, but that love that he had for us to endure all that, to come and be the son of God, but to be persecuted. I mean, he was made fun of and all this stuff. And that love's what really helped me to accept the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes in, in your life, he, he grabs a hold of you mm-hmm. like, when you least expect it. You know, right. he, he knows what it takes to get your attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think I shared that, you know, my dad didn't go to church. Like, he was raised in church and didn't. You know, when he was diagnosed with cancer. But that was the piece that got him. Right. You know, and for me, the loss of my mom, that's what, mm-hmm. like, like he said, there's no time. Like he's just going to grab a hold of you like right. today. Yeah. You know, and I think I shared with you guys earlier, for me, when, you know, after I lost my mom and I started going to church, it was a Sunday. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I was flying out the next day and something just said, like, what if that plane goes down? You know, mm-hmm. at that point, my, my fear wasn't the plane going down. It was like, I'm not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, we got we to deal with this before we leave today. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So I think he knows how to reach each of us right. um, and grab, grab our attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. With me, it was infertility. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the creator of life, and that's what I wanted, so that drew me back to him. And right. He got my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Like, he knows each of us, and for some of us, it may be a little bit, or some of us, it may be a huge piece to say, like, hey, mm-hmm. today's the day, and mm-hmm. we, we got to get, get serious about business. Mm-hmm. So, any verses that stuck out to you, Pam? Oh, I mean, there could be many. I mean, I went to Luke 15 in preparing for this falling from grace because I was that prodigal daughter, for those of you who would prefer daughter over son. I was the prodigal daughter. I mean, I went and I lived it up and had a good time till I didn't. Mm-hmm. Till I didn't. But... Uh, I see Jesus just running after me like that father did that son. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was me. And, and, and it could be any of us at any time in our lives. But that father was waiting. I think that's the piece of, like, for me, it's still just, he was there waiting. He was waiting. Through everything that we did, all the sins, and he was there waiting. And when he met him, he put that ring on his finger that garment on his back and it was like you're home mm-hmm. you know it wasn't you did this and you did that and I don't know if I can forgive you for it it was you're home and I love you and that's that's the love of God that's right yeah absolutely okay. Julie your story oh Lori <laughs> how much time do we have where does one begin um Fallen from Grace it was a great title um, because I feel like sometimes, like for me, I was raised in church. I don't ever remember not knowing who Jesus was. I don't ever remember not loving Jesus. So for me, it wasn't that I turned and walked away from him. Um, but when I went to college, um, you know, growing up, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, conferences with the youth group, you know, just the whole thing. Um, And then I went to college and it wasn't there anymore. So um, 
but I think for me, it was trying to figure out whose salvation I actually had. Was it my salvation or was it my mom and daddy's salvation? Because even I went to a Christian college and I did the whole ministry teams thing, you know, on Sundays, but then on Friday nights, I'm trying to live in the world with my friends and doing things that I too would not even want to tell my own children about. Mm -hmm. Um, But so for me, it was finding, finding my own way there. And I think sometimes that's that's a danger that Satan that Satan uses to to grasp young people. And um, it's like, whose salvation do you actually have? Because it has to be our own. Mm-hmm. And until it's our own, it's not salvation. And and I think that's where I had to work it out. Um, and even after I graduated from college and got married and. Um, and had my first child and I knew in my heart because you know, Proverbs said train your children up in the way of the Lord and when they grow old they won't depart from it I knew I had to take my child to church because that's what a good Christian does and, and so I was still doing the good church girl thing but that relationship was just not there and it wasn't until my daddy died Mm-hmm. And I looked in that casket at his face, and the Lord spoke to me as clearly as I'm sitting here talking to you. Do you really believe what you say you believe? Mm-hmm. Do you really believe it, Julie? And that was the turning point in my life. And I have to say, Latasha, because I lost Daddy in 2010, and one of the ways I got through it, and I've never told her this, was you. Mm-hmm. Every time I have that day, she'd come over with something. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring food. I don't know what to do. I just keep bringing people food. No. <laughs> you brought a little Christmas ornament that had his name on it and just different things. But I think your experience with your dad. Well, and I think, you know, one of the verses. You know, for me, it's my life first because I know what God did. And it's in Second Corinthians. And, you know, it says that God comforts us mm-hmm. so that we in turn yeah. can comfort others. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard. It's truly hard to explain to someone the peace that he gave me. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. turn to God. Turn to, like, he will, he will help you in those deep waters, mm-hmm. you know. And I think... That's the piece of we can't get that from this world. No, right. We can't get that from anything in this world. You know, and the, the world tries to give us that, and it doesn't. No, it, it absolutely doesn't. And I think Julie, you shared something earlier that that really stood out. You said that the devil tells you that you're good enough yep. or not good enough. Right. So what? Right. Explain that to us. Well, I think that um, what the tears from my face. Uh, I think that Satan uses two lies. And it's either, oh, you're good enough. You're good enough. You don't have to do anything more than this. You're good enough. You go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, time doors open. You're good enough. Or he uses that 19 years. Oh, mm-hmm. you are so not good enough. Yeah, right. You have done way too much. His his forgiveness does not extend that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for... 
people like me, church people, I would call myself. You know, the danger is in thinking that I'm good enough. And I think that's why Ephesians 2. Um, <laughs> Ephesians, thank you. We weren't supposed to need that this afternoon. No. <laughs> We're definitely going to need it when we do the Greek session. Bro. The Ephesians um, 2 8, for it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And this not yourself, it's a gift. And we either choose to accept it or we don't. And there's nothing we do to earn it. You know, it's just, he just hands it to us. And, you know, for me, that's what I have to remember are those moments when Satan comes to me and goes, Psst, you're so not good enough to do anything that you're trying to do. I don't know who you think you are. You know, and I have to let him know exactly who I am. Daughter of the community. That's right. And, um... And I have to really, really think about that because you said 19 years that you walked away. And, you know, and I would, because when you told me that, I had, I had to really think about this for a second. How in the world am I going to calculate those years? Right. Because while I was, I was in church, right. doing mm-hmm. church stuff. So how do you calculate those years? So in Joel, um, yes, the book of Joel, <laughs> 2.25, um, it says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you get back those lost years? And the thing is, is that God's going to give them back to you. You can't make up those 19 years, right. but you can sure start today and move forward. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's where that hope is, and that's where that hope comes from. And when I found that, that verse in Joel that says, I'm going to restore you those years, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, God. Because I think, you know, and I, I think back to my dad because he was saved in, you know, for five years. And so many times I think, look at all the good he did in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God, regardless of how much time you have with him, mm-hmm. he will multiply that. You know, as long mm-hmm. as you are turned to him, he will he will restore yeah. that. You know, you're not gonna make up, but he's definitely going to restore those. Because what is it, um Second Corinthians like five seventeen it says something like that it says you know when you come to Christ you're a new creation right the old one's gone and the new one's gone that's right and you have to start start right today Mm -hmm. and go forward with no matter how much time you have left right you know he's going to restore those years Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe it's not a um a quantity of years as much as it is the quality Quality. of years absolutely definitely the quality that that God will restore so Mm -hmm. What about you, Missy? Um, I had a similar experience to Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my daddy always made sure yeah. every Sunday that I went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, he made sure that that was important. And, you know, circumstances later in life led me to another church. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point that, you know, God laid it on my heart that my relationship was not where it should be. Mm-hmm. And you know, that we needed to establish a relationship um, that was deeper and that was a real relationship. Um, And I completely changed after that point. Um, You know, I I think sometimes you get comfortable in your situation and what you know. You know, from going from a child until adulthood, that's what I knew. Mm -hmm. 
that's what I was comfortable with, right or wrong. That's, right, sure. But I think you you have to dig deep into that and make sure that you're on God's page and not your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll sometimes move us. And in that's what happened. Yeah. In, in you know the circumstance that happened, God just moved me. And there was so much that happened through that move, um, you know, and I experienced a loss in that move, mm-hmm. that it was a lot of events that just I knew confirmation that God put me where he wanted me to be. It was exactly where I needed to be. And um, mm-hmm. it's just been a completely different relationship and a completely different path since that time. Um, I just think you you really have to to stay connected to God and speaking to God so that He can He can tell you you have to be open to that move because that move was very hard for me and it was life changing for me. It was very hard and it was hard for me to take that step and to accept that step because it's. It's not a step that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. It, but I think it was pushed. Sometimes he makes mm-hmm. our situation so uncomfortable. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're like, why can't you yes. just make this better? And he's like, well, why don't you just move? Yes. Like, yes. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, you know, um, when Brody changed schools. Like, I was fighting and fighting and fighting. Like, why does it have to be this so hard? And right. Why don't you just go to home school? And right. Yeah. So he has plans. He does. That if, if you didn't take that step, like where would you be today? Right, right. And I think the the danger is in being too comfortable. Right. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. you're just content to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Where you know, where you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> right. But I think through the change is where growth comes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yes. Yeah. Through the change, whether it's mm-hmm. you know moving a church, you know finding you know your grace. Mm-hmm. You know, for us turning back, like the change is where it's at. And, so. and I think we have to be accepting of people where God moves them. Sometimes that's hard when people in your church life may move or leave, but you know, because I experienced that from my previous church home, and it wasn't about so much leaving. The churches, it was God moving me where He needed me to be. Where He has work for you to do. And so I try to be sympathetic to that to other people that sometimes God needs you somewhere else. Right. For various reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not always going to be comfortable when you make that move. It's going. No. There's going to be a transition. Yes. Until you get into what He's called you to do once you're there. Yeah. But it's. You have your battles that you have to go through absolutely. once you take those steps. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Like at some point you're like, oh, okay, now I see God. Like mm-hmm. this is why yeah. you kept pushing me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I like to always say he's dragging me. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Feet in the sand, dragging me like, no, we're going this way. Yes. And sometimes through a broken heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it's not what you want or what you think right. is best for you. Sometimes your heart has to be broken in order to go where he needs you to go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To be able to heal somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
And sometimes I think we have to be vulnerable enough to actually hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes that takes a deep heart. Yeah, it's a yeah. deep heartbreak. Yes. Um, to hear his voice. Yeah. Well, and even sometimes we may hear it, but we're like, mm. "Wasn't for me." Right. We'll share that verse with Julie. That wasn't for me. <laughs> right. um, but then you see it come up again. You know, and you're like, "Oh, you are speaking to me," and you know what? I need to take time and mm-hmm. and reflect on this and where you want me to go mm-hmm. in that, because mm-hmm. it says He will direct our paths. Right. But we have to trust Him. And the trust sometimes doesn't come so easy. Sometimes you have to go through some things, and it has to build slowly, and you have to to learn to trust Him. And and it helped me to know that He's the Alpha and the Omega. He knows it all, and mm-hmm. He especially knows everything concerning me. Mm-hmm. And when uh, I could see it from that perspective that he knows the decisions I'm going to make, Mm -hmm. he knows where I'm going to go, that it's going to be much easier if I just sort of wait and let him guide me and I can maybe avoid a lot of things that I don't really need to go through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That took many, many years to learn. Well, I think we've been doing the Bible study on the storms, Mm -hmm. you know, and the one where Jesus tells them, get in the boat. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Where are we going? <laughs> he says, Don't ask get any questions. Mm-hmm. And then he tells them where to go. You know, and that really stood out to me, to your point, ma'am. Mm-hmm. We have to trust him. We have to like, trust him. Regardless of what he's directing or telling us, like, let him direct our paths and, and mm-hmm. have faith that it's, it may be painful for us, but it could be for the greater good mm-hmm. for the church or someone else. So, mm-hmm. And for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely work to be done. And, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Sometimes we have to grow. Sometimes, I don't. I the hardest lessons that I've learned in life have I've gained the most knowledge. So sometimes we have to go through those valleys to be able to stand on the hill or the mountain. Let me read this verse. I know we're going to close up soon. It's still in Joel, but right underneath the verse I left about restoring uh, to you the gears that the locusts had eaten keep going a couple uh, verses down, it says, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied Mm -hmm. and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Amen. Well, I think that's a great verse, Julie, to close on. Um, We would love to hear from you at Finding the More. You know, what did your fall from grace look like? You know, um, that experience will help others. So comment on this video. Um, We have an exciting Bible study coming up um, that Julie is doing. So here's the face of the Bible study um, in the book of John. So that will start on August 3rd. August 3rd. August 3rd. And you can sign up for that on our webpage at findingthemore.org. Um, simply put in your email address and everything will be sent to you. Absolutely. So we hope to see you there. Um, and until next time, from our family to yours, we hope that you're moving forward. The Finding the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. 
Our prayer is that, that you experience the more in Jesus.